What's up, everybody? Welcome to Challenge Mania. This is Scott Yeager. This episode is brought to you once again by DraftKings. If you were listening last week, you heard that we were giving out free VIP meet and greet passes to the show of your choosing, courtesy of our partnership with DraftKings. I'm talking Philadelphia on October 13th or Chicago on November 23rd. Well, if you didn't win last week, you're in luck. We're running it back, this time with a little bit of a twist. That's right, a little bit of a lemon in that martini. You'll still be playing in a fantasy football contest and competing for the top spot, but this time there's only 50 seats available. That's right. So if you're listening to this right now, you might want to stop and act fast to get in. Here's what you need to do. Go to dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania. Or go to my social. Go to Derek's social. We'll have the links in our bios. You draft a full lineup. The entry fee is $5. And you watch your players rack up the points. Now, the entry fee is $5, but there's only 50 people playing. You score the most points and you win. It's probably the best odds you'll ever have. Don't go telling people. Don't go telling the ringers. That's right. Make this maniacs only, folks. 50 seats available. Somebody is winning VIP meet and greet tickets and travel to a Challenge Mania Live. You don't only win the tickets with a first place finish. You get an additional $1,500 cash to put towards hotel travel, whatever else you want. $1,700 in total value, including the tickets. It's an insane package. And if you enter now, you could be one of just 50 people competing. Make sure you act quickly. The contest locks 1 p.m. on Sunday, September 15th. But by then, all the spots will be taken. Guys, get on this now the day you're hearing this to enter dkng.co slash challenge mania that is dkng.co slash challenge mania these are the best odds you've ever had challenge mania Derek and I will have the links on all of our socials well Derek and I there is no challenge mania social that's because I like to hog all the followers for me what are you waiting for get drafted eligibility restrictions apply as always see the DraftKings website for details okay you didn't come for me you came for D and since San Francisco is behind us and it's the last time I could probably say this he is the steadily good speed to my John Mason Derek Kaczynski, what's up, my brother? How are you? Oh, man, just uh, getting over the uh, championship hangover there in San Francisco because, holy shit, how many champions we have up there? I mean, I'm and I'm not just including, you know, people that have won the challenge. I, I'm talking about um, a guy like Kahuta, a guy like Kahuta. I mean, I kept on saying this is for a long time. This was America's sweetheart. Man, that's a champion to me, dude. The way you ran that mic... Scott, dude, that was a, that was a, a championship performance from you, dude. And then, um, you know, even like a Deese, she's new to the game. Um, just that Australian accent and everything she had to say just took over, you know. Um, those shoes, those were championship shoes by our friend Dean Nguyen. Uh, T- Turbo's commentary, everything he said. I, I don't know if the guy got a standing ovation for every time he spoke spoke, but it sure as hell seemed like it, you know. And obviously, I'm not leaving Abe. Or Darrell out, like, these guys are, like, for me, these were, you know, the guys that, you know, I competed against, I competed with, and, you know, they've got six championships between them. I think Abe was an early out. Um, I still think, you know, despite being, you know, way out of shape, uh, I still think he goes into the game tomorrow and competes for a ring. You know, so, um, Abe may have stole, stole the stage i'll be honest with you um having one of our having one of our uh our our, our patrons our, our our the friend of the family making tracy cry on stage there uh making tracy you know. cry i think he made every single person in that room i don't know there was a dry eye in the house uh that was a great moment uh there uh you obviously mentioned uh 
Abram reading a letter he was given from one of our fellow maniacs, uh, Tracy out there, who I think had a great time. I think everybody had a great time, not just at the show, during the meet and greet. We had a little bit of an after party afterwards, but this, from start to finish, I think was our smoothest operation that we've had yet. Uh, part of which is I started the meet and greet about 15 minutes early, but also everyone was there on time. Great attitudes all around. Even though an Abram has never necessarily even watched a turbo compete and a turbo or Tarabi, as Abram, uh, called him recurringly, has never seen Abram compete. There was just this underlining show of respect, um, between the two of them and between everybody there. Um, turbo, even though he had never seen these guys compete, uh, or seen you guys compete, just like just the utmost respect for you guys paving the way for him and a D and then, um, Someone like Abram or Kahara or Durrell who have seen Turbo compete and have seen D compete, really appreciating what they're doing to bring the challenge into the future here. Just amazing chemistry throughout. I thought the format of the show was great. I thought it was awesome that we got a little bit of time to talk to D and Turbo about the current uh, War of the World seasons that they've taken part in. Then, of course, we bring out Abram and Kahara, fittingly to Master of Puppets by uh, Metallica. We hear a little bit about back when Abe was the Master of Puppets on the challenge. Then we bring out Darrell to round it out. And that Q&A, I thought the questions were absolutely amazing. We got some really uh, great issues brought up, spanned all the generations that were up on stage and got everybody's opinions on all that. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, and it was a great day. I don't, I didn't, you know, and still a few days later, haven't heard a single piece of negative feedback on behalf of anyone or anything that took place this weekend. So thanks to our amazing panel uh, for coming out and just being great all weekend. Thank you for the wives that were in the house, uh, Abram's wife, Rachel, and uh, Millie, Darrell's wife, who has been out there with us doing Challenge Mania before. Uh, shouts to all of the maniacs in the house that came. Shouts to all the tag-alongs. Shouts to everyone who got on a plane. Shouts to our patrons, as always, who help us uh, keep this operation afloat. Um, it was, I think, our best show yet, and uh, fitting because it was it was one of the, you know, We've been planning this show for a while, getting to the Bay Area. The Bay Area is such a great part of the country because there's so many major cities around it. You've got even Sacramento in driving different uh, distance, but you've got, of course, San Jose, and uh, you've got San Francisco where the show was. You have Oakland, and you guys really came out. Um, Craig Marrier killing it with our best poster ever. Have a couple leftover posters. If you do want to buy one, email us, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Have a few leftover of the pins. we got the I Love Abram pins. we got the Durrell the goat pins we got the kahada coolest frost pins we sell those as a package again challenge mania podcast at gmail.com we still have some of those i'm a challenge maniac pins from zombie sailor you got to get those at zombiesailor.com. but if you're a challenge maniac if you consider yourself a challenge maniac if you've ever been to one of our shows you need one of these pins they are limited edition enamel pins they come on a signed card back signed by d and myself as do the posters by the way but these as well go to zombiesailor.com to get those um amazing weekend d you were uh on on the ball this weekend as well um, and I think just the, the chemistry up there and the chemistry all weekend between this eclectic group uh, some of which have never met each other or even seen each other I thought was just so magical it's one of those just lightning in a bottles uh, that I don't know that we'll ever get to recreate again really cool you know it's interesting because you know once the show was over I think you were like really happy with with everything that happened and I was just like Man, I barely said two words. And, you know, it, it was, it almost fe felt like everything that these, these championship caliber personalities were saying was just so potent. And then, you know, with that said, um, I don't think we've had 
um, you know, the applause, the ovations, you know, the love, the noise from the crowd, the tears um, that we had in in that room. Like you said, I mean, it was it was electric, man. It was like 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 it was like lightning in a bottle. And um, I, I knew I knew it. And I and I and I promoted it as like the energy in this room is going to be like nothing else. And son of a bitch. I mean, our maniacs, our patrons, they they brought that they brought that energy too, man. And and I'm glad they felt. I'm glad it was felt across the board, man. I'm, I'm glad everything went well, and and people have been saying, uh, you know, nonstop good things. So, um, yeah, thanks again, everybody that showed up, and uh, yeah, you too, man. You did fucking awesome. Yeah, you did awesome. Li- yep. Likewise, I appreciate that, and uh, likewise for yourself. Before we get to our our guest today, Idris Virgo, uh, coming off that big episode one victory against Sean Lineker, uh, sticking around, continuing on Team UK. We have a lot to chat with. Him, the rookie, of course, from War of the Worlds Part 2. I do want to talk about our upcoming shows. As you know, and I mentioned the DraftKings contest at the beginning of the show, only 50 spots. Pause this right now. Go to dkng.co slash challengemania. Join the contest. $5 to enter, but you only have to beat 50 people. Well, I guess 49 people, and you could be hanging out with us, VIP meet and greet style, at Philadelphia or Chicago or Miami or even next year in Tampa or whenever you want to use the tickets. Um, that is up to you. Join the DraftKings contest. It's a one-of-a-kind opportunity. We've never done one this intimate. Uh, by the time this podcast is up for an hour, I'd imagine all the spots are gone. So go and enter $5 to enter um, this contest. Now, Philadelphia, I got to mention, we just added a guest to this already loaded lineup. We had Anissa and Tony already announced. Kayla will be joining us again, probably one of our most popular Challenge Mania guests. She came to D.C. last year. We just saw her in Vegas, of course, where she's based. But Kayla and Mikey P. will be with us at the Philadelphia Punchline. And not only will Miss Casillas be there. Her parents will be as well, and of course, that includes the Challenge Mania legend himself, Abel Casillas, will be in the house, uh, of course, just in the audience. He's not going to have like a meet and greet line, but he will be there. I know a lot of you guys, some of you bigger Kayla fans will get a kick out of that. I know I can't wait to meet the guy. Uh, famously, he came on one of our first episodes of the show, uh, was dropping straight challenge knowledge uh, on us and Kayla which was really cool. So um, so uh, just a really cool addition to the lineup. If you've ever been to one of our shows where Kayla's there or you've ever heard her on our show, she is a great addition to these panels. And her and Mikey are just a blast to hang out with and they are a blast of the meet and greet. So uh, we're really excited to add them to that show. Tickets available for that as well as all of our shows at ChallengeMania.live. By the time you're hearing this, the meet and greet for Chicago is probably sold out. That, of course, will be the roast of Mark Long. We will also be presenting him with his Hall of Fame ring, his Challenge Mania Hall of Fame ring. That's at the Chicago Improv on Saturday, November 23rd. Survivor Series weekend, WWE during doing four shows that weekend. I mentioned the meet and greet is sold out because even though it is or will be, there's one other way you can get into that meet and greet, D. And you know what that is? DraftKings. DraftKings. If you win DraftKings and you win the VIP meet and greet tickets to one of our shows, it includes the shows that have the sold out meet and greet. So uh, Mark Longrose, Chicago, meet and greet, last I checked, had about two or three tickets left. Those are probably gone. Even if it's sold out, whoever wins DraftKings, dkng.co slash Challenge Mania, you can potentially be there roasting Mark Long along with us. Now, people wondering why guests have not been announced yet for that show. I'll just say this without getting into too much detail. We're going to wait a little longer before confirming names for that show. The main reason being 
being it falls in what I like to call the potential danger zone. Uh, I won't say what that means, but you can probably guess there's a couple times a year where certain dates fall into a danger zone where we would be remiss if we decided to announce people who might have to go on a lengthy vacation during said danger zone. I think it's safe to say Mark, probably a safe bet. So uh, cool having him on the poster, but have to wait a little longer to confirm some other guests for that. So I know Chicago people, particularly those who bought the tickets already are chomping at the bit. Please announce some guests for Chicago. Can't do it quite yet. We have announced a guest, however, for Saturday, the 21st of December, our last show of the year, D Miami, Florida. It's going to be getting cold here in New York. It's going to be getting cold probably in West Virginia. It will not be cold in December, right before the holidays in Miami, Florida. Miami Improv, Saturday, December 21st. Nani Gonzalez, that's right. She was supposed to be at our show in New York. Unfortunately, her schedule did not permit her to be on a show with Cara that day. So she will be with us on Saturday, December 21st. Chicago, uh, the uh, Hollywood, uh, the, the Miami Improv. Get your tickets for all these at ChallengeMania.live. All right, D. You got anything else? No. Ring the bell. Let's go. Ring We're going to bell. Philly. We got Rocky Balboa coming soon. We got Idris Virgo in a couple minutes. A lot of boxing in the air these days. A lot of boxing in the air these days. During the outro, if you've recently signed up to be a patron, I'm going to shout out you guys in the outro. This intro is going a little bit long. So in the outro, patrons, we appreciate you so much. We'll be shouting you out in the outro. But first, we are going to get to our man, the, I don't know if he's a champion, but he is surely a successful boxer. He won this past weekend. We're going to hear all about that, hear all about who he did or didn't like going into and while participating in the first few weeks of this season of War of the Worlds Part 2. Without further ado, the beast or as I like to call him the Zodiac Killer Idris Virgo Ladies and gentlemen, on the line right now, we are joined by one of the rookies from War of the Worlds Part 2, but he is coming in hot. He got thrown right into elimination and took out his opponent, Sean Lineker, in Episode 1. He is calling in from the UK. He just came off a fresh victory in the boxing ring this past weekend. Idris Virgo is here. How are you, man? Wow, it's me, the one and only Idris Virgo. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? How are you doing? Ding, 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 ding. Scott, that's almost as good as your, uh, as almost as good as you announcing yourself at, uh, Challenge Mania Live every time we do Challenge Mania Live, Scott. There you go. Although this week I didn't. They actually, uh, they introduced me this week. Yeah, you had to kind of stop yourself. Anyway, what's up, Idris? Nice to meet you. We just kind of briefly, uh, looked in, into each other's eyes as we, as we started this. Uh, he took a couple snapshots and then said, all right, that's enough. I'm, I'm done looking at this guy's <laughs> ugly face. He's already starting rivals over here, Scott. Nah, nah, it's all right. I don't want to get you on the elimination floor because damn, you can work. I'll give you the props. I'll literally give you the props. I've seen a lot of your eliminations and I've seen a couple of this season. So Derek, hats off to you, man. Hats off to you. You're a beast. You are a beast. I can't believe I'm getting that right now. I, I really can. I'm like, I think I just like turned red because I'm talking to a guy that literally just fought in a ring two nights ago. I believe he won his match. Like this is a professional boxer, Scott, that just gave me that prop. So I don't even know where to go with this. Yo, I really appreciate it. I can't believe you're scouting um, your potential competition. Um, I'm, I'm blown away. It's got to be done, man. It's got to be done. 
As I said, um, man, I'm always the head. Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned that you know a little bit off air and then just now about how you did a little bit of research. You saw some uh, of Derek's eliminations there. I'm going to go right to a question from Beth, one of our listeners. She said, "Did you ever hear of the challenge before you agreed to come on the show? Has this research come beforehand? Were you ever a fan of the show, or had you heard about it beforehand? Or once you got cast, were you like, all right, now I got to do some digging?" Do you know what it was quite fun because um. I realised Phil was on the show last season, so um, obviously now because I've seen obviously Phil was on the show, I was like to feel um, I love to do the challenge X Y Z, and then um, funny enough, I got the call for season two, Wars Wars two, and then from there I done my research, studied the opponents obviously inside the challenge house, so I went and not blindsided, but when I was in the house, I acted like I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know about alliances. I was just like, oh, what's going on? Like, I was a bit, bit dumb. I was like, oh, I, I don't know what's going on. What, what team should I go on? What kind of alliances should I obviously build? So, um, for that question, yeah, I did do a bit of research. You always do research, research, and you go against other people. So, okay. All right. So, all right. He's in the game right now. Um, we're in episode two. He's playing dumb. Um, I'm just trying to get into his head and into his gameplay. And he kind of knows the game a little bit. He knows that it's, it's, the, it had this politics involved. He knows there's a little bit of physical stuff that's involved. Um, you know, uh, we've already seen, you know, some things that he's really good at, you know, his strengths, yeah. his weaknesses, um, you know, the swimming being the weakness, the strength being obviously he's, he's got endurance. He's got gas. Um, he's a strong guy, but he's in the game playing dumb and, uh, but he's already been thrown in. Right. So when you got thrown in there, do you think it was because they already feared you or because they didn't like you? Um, I would say they feared me, to be honest with you, because obviously the first um, challenge, Trench Wars, I think it was called, when I barged um, Wes, that was a statement to the rest of the competitors. Like, I'm not here to play about. I'm here to actually compete. So to be honest with you, I think they was quite afraid and a bit scared of me at the same time. Also, being a boxer, I was like, oh, crap, he's going to be a strong competitor. We might need to get him out of here. So, yeah, I think it quite feared me, to be honest with you. What uh, was your original uh, reality show out there in the UK? Um, Love Island. And who from – so, you know, we know that uh, Theo comes from Love Island. Georgia comes from Love Island. Who yeah. uh, from that show that is now on the challenge with you had you interacted with before, whether it was on Love Island or just kind of in social circles out there? Who from this season were you already familiar with? The only person I was familiar with was um, Phil. That was the only person because he came to one of my fights. And I said, that was the only person. And I only realized Phil was on the show when we met at the airport. He was like, oh, you're doing it as well, Adrian? So I'm like, yeah. Sounds like, oh, yeah, that's sweet. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a good season. I was like, yeah, it will be. <laughs> so interestingly, interestingly enough, I just watched a clip of basically how the alliances are broken down. It was basically about like Joss and Rogan and them sort of not breaking their alliance. And, and they've gone way back and stuff like that. And it sounded like, um, it sounded like you are in this alliance with Rogan and Bear, and I think he, they said maybe Wes and, and 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 a few others, um, but not Theo. It sounds like you and Theo, although Theo is like a fan of yours, it sounds like if he's going to your fights and he's like 
yeah, I know who you are. I'm like at your fight, like rooting for you. It would seem yeah. like maybe you guys would be playing on the same team, but based on that clip and the clip could be wrong. Um, were you guys not playing like together on the same team, same alliance Ooh. initially or through episode two, at least. Ooh, that's where, that's the, that's where they get sort of tricky because obviously from the first episode, it was like Bear and Rogan to get thrown in the deep end. So obviously they obviously they cut out certain scenes, but um, when Jordan and Rogan, Rogan was having a conversation, I was in the room and I seen him have the conversation, <clears throat> and I seen Rogan pleading to Jordan about don't put him in. So from there, I thought, okay, crap, okay, I will be the next on the chopping board, and then this is where it gets sticky. Bear and Phil made a deal with um, Wes, so Bear couldn't get thrown in. So from there, I thought, okay, then I'm definitely getting thrown in onto that floor now. So um, with me knowing this knowledge, not 100%, I just took it, on, I took it on the chest. I'm ready to compete. I'm not afraid of anyone. So I've done what I need to do. But as Phil being my friend, I'm meant to be obviously being the same kind of group and allies and that. He didn't protect me as how he should have, if you get what I mean. So um, from there, it gets a bit sticky and you'll see what happens later on in the season, how it unfolds. But it really gets really. Um, I'd love to know, you know, it's funny. You, so you guys, half of the cast is from the United Kingdom. You guys, the, the show has not started to air there yet, but you guys are obviously plugged in on social media and getting pinged left and right from our side of the pond as we enjoy the show week to week. What's that like for you? What's it like having like, you know, a million people in another country watching the show, judging your every move, sort of being introduced to you as a person, but you sort of being very far removed from it physically. Is it kind of a weird feeling? Yeah, it's very weird to answer it really weird because I'm from Birmingham, so I've got like a different answer, accent from the rest of the cast members. So while I was in the house, I was saying, do you understand what I'm saying? Do I need to slow down my speech? And so and I even spelled to producer said, are you sure the, the fans are going to understand what I'm saying? Because half of the time you might think I'm mumbling, but I'm not mumbling. It's just my accent. So yeah, it's a bit weird and it's a bit, it's a bit different because you guys are airing it out now and then the UK airs on the 25th of September. So for our UK fans, they already know some of the spoilers because they haven't seen it, but they're seen on my wall, they're seen on Rogan's and XYZ. So it's quite different, isn't it? Do you, can you, do you notice like a difference in how American fans take in this content and how we interact with you in comparison to how the UK fans interact with you? Cause I mean, as you probably notice from especially episode one, where you get thrown into elimination, you come out on top, but you're very heavily focused on in the episode. I'd imagine you're getting tagged in some things. You're getting complimented by some people. Maybe you're hearing some other not so nice things from other people. How do us as a Americans compared to say the Love Island fans out there when that show is airing as far as the interaction with you guys on social media oh you guys are better I love it I, do. <laughs> I love it I'm like yeah come on I love it I do wow I love it <laughs> way better <laughs> well there's got to be there's got to be a, a significant difference than from going on on a uh, a love show or a dating show and then go you know and being an athlete and going into like competition mode 
and, and, and playing a game where there's a lot of cool physical things that we get to do. Like I'm, to be honest with you, I'm so glad that I never did a dating show, you know, or even like I always wanted to be on the real world where you just sit in a house and, and, and basically live your life, do nothing, drink a little bit, uh, drink a lot of bit. I always wanted yeah. to do that, but like, um, but a lot of, a lot of other people that are coming on our show are coming from these like dating shows. So I guess the interaction is probably different as far as like, like what do people say to you that are like Love Island fans? Like, I hate your guts. You did that girl dirty. You're such an asshole. Like, what do you get from yeah. that? Just the, just the, the, the haters. Like, if you obviously upset one of the characters on a, like a love show, they're like, I can't believe you're doing that, Idris. Oh, X, Y, Z. Oh, you should have. It's, it's just, it's bollocks to be honest with you. It's really, really bollocks. Like, really, all honesty, the challenge needs to promote it a lot better than in the UK because I think the challenge is it's just a good program. It's like it will kick any show in the UK out of the water. I've been mean, hands down. Like the challenge is wow. These love shows in the um, UK, I don't agree with them to be honest with you. They're not Michael Petit, but hey, everyone everyone's got today on, haven't they? But yeah, you had a pretty, I mean, I mentioned it like, you know, as far as getting a good reaction, you probably had the best kind of episode possible because you get you get thrown in sort of attacked early on. Obviously, rookies do get put in early very often on the show, but you handle it well. You know, you don't get too upset about it. You end up winning the elimination. Then the following week, we find out you're sticking with your team. You're not being a turncoat. You're not switching sides and everything like that. So you had a pretty good edit, as we like to say. Um, Have you noticed? any other people any other cast members recently whether it's stuff that's happened on the show or maybe other stuff not necessarily get a good reaction from our fans because you know i've seen you kind of comment on a couple things in the news lately how do you feel about that element about being on the challenge because our fan base and the maniacs as we call them are very passionate not only about the show but about what you guys say or do off the show as well they hold you to a very high standard have you got gotten a taste of what that sort of time in the spotlight might be like as well um a bit i wouldn't say a lot a bit um there's been a lot of comments going floating around um between obviously obviously sean getting thrown in um into obviously the proving ground um david they, they did quite a lot of bit cutting out with um phil and then having an argument um there is some issues going around with georgia as well so um the fans are really, really into it, and I love it. Without the fans, it wouldn't be the challenge. You know what I mean? So I, I just love the interaction what the American fans are giving and their opinions on things as well, because it's very interesting. And um, some of the cast members as well, uh, yeah, they talk a lot of bollocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the keyboard rovers, I will call them because they wouldn't say it to my face. Well, on social media, they could just type along and figure out and say anything, but I'll bite back. It's just how it is, eh? <laughs> Who have you gotten <laughs> that from? Any any of the cast members, keyboard warriors, as you just said? Oh, oh you say, understood that. I didn't understand that one. Good catch. Good catch. Yeah, keyboard warrior. We even use that term out here, D, the keyboard warriors. You're behind the keyboard. Yeah. You got your armor in front of you. You can say whatever you want, but in the if you were oh, yeah. in the streets or you were in the club, you would be like, oh, hey, uh, Idris, mind if I get a photo with you? Um, so who uh, who out there from the cast, uh, whether they be on the show with you or cast members of the past, have you seen maybe uh, putting up a little bit of a front online? 
I would say definitely um, Theo and Georgia, to be honest with you. 100% Theo and Georgia, yeah. They're really, yeah, they're also there. And I'm going to ask, yeah, just also at the moment, are the big problems. And Bananas, mm, mm. interesting. Mm. What was your opinion of him? He's a very, uh, what's the word I like to use, D? You know what my favorite word is. He likes to call everybody that's loved and either loved or hated polarizing, which is probably, I think, the exact definition for polarizing. Right, Scott? Yeah. I mean, Johnny Banana is very popular to some people. He's been on the show for a long time. Very loathed and disgusted uh, by others or to others. So what was your impression of the man? And in your research, did you get sort of a sense for that? Um, you know, a guy like Johnny, a guy like Wes, who, you know, they're good competitors, but they also so in a weird way, you know, whether they are or not, feel like they are bigger than the show itself at times. Did you get that vibe playing with them and living with them? Oh, good question. Yeah, first off, actually, you know, Johnny Bananas, is his last name actually Bananas? <laughs> no, no, it is actually <laughs> not. Uh, it is definitely not. It is Divananzio, um, but it is that real last name, as graceful as it is, is said so yeah. infrequently. Um, it's almost like the way I'll give you this is my example. So, you know, John Legend. Yeah. So John Legend's name is actually John Stevens. But like, like if John Le- if John Stevens is flying on an airplane, you know, his ticket doesn't say John Legend. It says John Stevens. But people just know him as John Legend. Everybody. I'm sure his relatives know him as John Stevens, too. But he's been called John Legend so for so long that he's essentially John Legend to all of us. Same thing with Johnny Bananas. He's been called that for so long that, honestly, if you were, like, in jury duty and they were like, Jay DeVananzio, you wouldn't even look up. So, uh, yes, that is technically his government name. Divananzio. Is that it, D, right? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, something like that. Close yeah. enough. Hmm. I might as well call myself pineapples then. He just pineapples if everyone's going to call himself fruits. Well, I want to call myself pineapple. <clears throat> well, you, no, well, you could try, but I don't think it's going to fly since you're a professional <laughs> boxer. So, Do you have a boxing nickname? Like when they announce you to the ring, is it Idris the something Virgo? No, I might go with the beast. Ooh. Idris the beast Virgo. Mm, I might go with that. He's just a beast, Virgo. Making that go a bit catchy at the moment. I like the I zodiac because the Virgo being the uh, the astrological sign. Ah, what do you think of so that? So he just he just zodiac. a zodiac. Yeah, the zodiac. Because they're zodiac. actually not to put light on murder, but there was a zodiac killer also. So maybe you could be the zodiac killer. Yeah, that's quite catchy, actually. I'm we'll have to write that down. Got a little notepad right here. Just Zodiac. So, and look, I don't, know, I don't know if I love that one, and I don't know if I love pineapples, but <laughs> as far as Idris the Beast Virgo goes, like, I think that has a nice ring to it. But I don't know if you know this. In, in the first War of the Worlds, uh, there was a guy by the name of, of Beast. Ashley um, Kane. Ashley Kane. Went by the oh, name. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I think maybe, I don't know, I've seen the guy put some gloves on in a few Instagram posts. Maybe you guys just like do a friendly, you know, a, a, a maybe not, not so friendly fight for the, fight for the, uh, for the title of, of the true challenge beast someday, uh, somewhere. Um, maybe. Oh, I, I would. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your weight class, Idris? Oh, sorry. Um, so basically, my weight class I go from middleweight, 
super middleweight and then light heavyweight. So I'll just push right wherever I really want to fight at. How many, uh, how many, what you guys do kilos out there, right? Yeah, KG, yeah. How many, how many kilos are you? So, uh, middleweight, you're looking about 72 kg. Um, super middleweight, you're looking about 75. And then light heavyweight, you're looking about 80 kg. So we're talking about around 160 pounds or so, 160, 170 pounds, uh, as far as the, uh, right? Is that, yeah, I just did a conversion here. Uh, I'd imagine Ashley Kane is like probably over 200 pounds. He's probably about 220. Right, I don't think so. No? no, I I don't I don't know. I I mean like he, he you know he looks he he does. I'm he, talking he, about like '92 era British bulldog Ashley Kane that we saw at the beginning of War of the Worlds, not the one who showed up at the reunion who was like after the WWE steroid trial in '93 Ashley Kane. So just to be clear, I'm talking about that Ashley Kane. Yeah, I you know I it. it, it I say two. I, I, I say two twenty, two fifteen, maybe. How do you feel about fighting a guy that's on steroids? Or it, it, the, the rumor is steroids. That's the rumor. That's the rumor, right? That's what we heard. Turbo said it on the show. He said steroids. People kind of yeah. You gas up. That'd be easy work. I spar people from cruiserweight onwards and then lighter, so that'd be easy work. He will just gas out. Right, he will so. gas out. Just will have no technique. And he will get nervous. Did you, uh, are you, do you watch like, uh, a lot of boxing yourself? Did you see the Joshua Ruiz fight from a couple months ago? Oh, um, yeah, I did actually, yeah. That he, was quite Because he's shocking. from the UK, and yeah, and if you just looked at the two guys, you'd have been like, oh, Joshua's yeah. gonna w- wipe the floor with this guy, this guy doesn't look, but the guy, Ruiz, who honestly doesn't look necessarily like a physical specimen, had the better cardio of the two guys, which was incredible. <laughs> Never estimate an opponent. Never do that. Same thing with Sean. Like, I knew I had to, like, test him out first, see where his strength was, see if he could get tired on the elimination. So I had to work things out. You know what I mean? As a boxer, that's what you do. So that was, the, that was my advantage when I was playing against Sean. Yeah, I like, I like that we just brought it back to the challenge. Uh, thanks for doing oh, no, yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the bananas question. They went to Ashley Kane and then we went back to the challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, get back yeah. to bananas. Say something no. bad about bananas. Our, our oh, listeners like that. Nah. Okay. Uh, you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Whatever you want, but uh, I want to get back to almost, you almost losing that 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 pole wrestle because I just saw nah, you. Nah, nah, hand. Nah, they, they made me. They made me look bad in that. To be honest, it was uh-huh. three rounds, and it was quick. It was it wasn't that long. It was it was quite quick to be honest with you. I give it to Sean. Took a bit of a, got a bit of strength. Like giving the props where it's needed, but it was a quick elimination, to be honest. It didn't take me too long. To be fair, they're not necessarily trying to make you look bad. They're trying to make the people at TV feel like they're watching yeah. a movie that could go either way uh, for excitement yeah. purposes. So. I just saw the one hand slip. The one hand slip. That was that. That just uh, you know, when you have w- only one hand on that thing, that's it's not yeah. far from. You're not far from losing it. You know what I mean? That's it. That's the thing I can't remember because I remember we doing like a trial run as well. So unless they edit that into that, what? Because I can't remember me having one hand hand on there. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing I remember. That was a bit like, mm, did that actually happen? I was actually questioning myself actually. Mm. But yeah, you are right. But I've got a tight grip as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, obviously. Um, just just saying, if I if I if I if for somehow some reason. 
one of my hands comes off that thing, I'm fucking panicking quick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, I got to get my other hand on there, you know. So I saw that and I was kind of wondering, you know, what your thought process was, you know, and. Derek's a master of that elimination, Idris. Oh, that's yeah. like his, he's, uh, that's his bread and butter there. Yeah, I've seen him in action. Boy, now it was me and Derek on there. Wow. Then, then I wouldn't really say easy work because, whew, <laughs> I've seen Derek in action. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen action. <laughs> listen, listen, here's the thing in the challenges. You know what a scare, you know what scary, uh, uh, uh scary opponents are, Scott? The boxers. The boxers are the scariest of opponents, um, the scariest of players because their their training, their normal everyday training, uh, aside from swimming, um, <laughs> is is very uh, compatible with a lot of the things that that you essentially burn out on on. Uh, on the, in these physical challenges, you know? So I, I am a little bit surprised that he doesn't have swimming in his, um, in his training, because now I, I believe like a lot of like MMA fighters, um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if, if, uh, you know, professional boxers are just swimming just to get that cardio. Um, but so, so is it that you can't swim or was it just the light vest kind of burns you out? Cause I know that can happen too. I've been burned out with the light vest, um, a, a few times, quite a few times, actually. Um, I'll probably say I can't, I can't swim, and then I've never had a life vest on before in my life, so I'm just trying to swim with a light vest on, and it, it wasn't working. I was like, oh crap! This is when I knew I messed up. I was like, oh god. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is uh, is swimming something that you might try to pick up a lesson or two on in between seasons in case you go back? Because we've we've seen it before. A lot of people underestimate how big of a part that can play on the challenge. We've already seen it on episode two here, but who knows? Sometimes it plays a part in the final. Uh, we've we've seen it time and time again where people will sometimes use their off season to get more acclimated with the water. Uh, is that something you might have on the horizon? Oh yes, I'm doing everything. Like whatever I've done on the challenge, I've come back and I'm doing it now. Like I'm doing everything from going from pools or swimming, everything, everything I'm trying everything different now. So I'm training for my boxing at the same time. I'm involving different training as well. Can I ask you a question about the life jackets, real quick? Um, yeah. You know, since I've I've played these games in, in uh, you know multiple different swimming events and stuff like that, you know, sometimes we have to wear the life vest. Sometimes um, we're allowed to not wear them, but usually it's like collective. Like if if one person's wearing the life jacket, everyone's wearing the life jacket. Like if you're jumping from heights or from car to car or from you know object to object, like you're put, we're wearing life jackets because if we fall in the in the water. And, you know, say become concussed from, you know, hitting the object or just, you know, landing awkwardly into the water. We've seen people, uh, you know, lose their spleens, you know, have fall in the water with, you know, knocked out, you know, um, yeah. midair. You know, we've seen these happen. So the life jackets, like you have to wear the life jackets if there's a potential of that type of danger. Um, but in this particular uh, swimming challenge that you guys had to do, um, I saw Wes and I saw Kyle not wearing their life jackets, but everyone else did. Was there an option or was it, you know, were they just like, no, I'm not wearing it? Did you notice that? Did you even notice that two yeah, people I'll weren't wearing life jackets? 
Yeah, it was the option because CT was constantly saying, nah, everyone wear a life jacket. It's better for you, regardless if you're a good swimmer, have a life jacket on there because it'll make you float. Go with a life jacket. Even Jenny said, nah, I don't want to have a life jacket on and she did decide not to wear one. So, um, yeah, you didn't have to wear a life jacket if you didn't want to. It's up to you. Optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just took the safest option and grabbed a life jacket because I knew it would sink because I can't float. So, oh, oh, yeah, dude. That is... <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> well, we we've seen that before too. We've seen that before too. Don't wear a life jacket. You guys don't have to wear your life jackets. Guy jumps in the water and dr- and essentially drowns. Um and, you know, that was just something that we'll, we'll never forget, but you know, uh he too, I believe, um started swimming after he almost drowned. Jose. Yeah. Yep. All right, everybody, speaking of Jose, someone who clearly takes his vitamins, I want to take a minute to tell you guys about Care of Vitamins. I know you've heard me talking about them before. They got me through the summer. I can't wait to have them take me through the fall. What is Care of Vitamins? Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz, it's really fun, and answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care of puts together a personalized plan just for you. Are you sick and tired of going to the vitamin store, vitamin shop, whatever they call it, vitamin farmer's market, and you sit there for hours because you don't understand anything? I know I did, but now Care of Vitamins, I do a quiz, they send me exactly what I need. With summer almost ending, fall almost here, health should be a priority. Once again, Care of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine. Give yourself support this season with a boost. What do you want? Energy, better sleep, maintain stress, something else to help you feel your healthiest. I know I needed better sleep. Obviously, with the baby, I wasn't sleeping well. I took the fun online quiz, and Care of hooked me up with some vitamins that now that I am taking them, I am sleeping like a baby. That's right, two babies sleeping in this house. Lindsay loves it. You answer easy questions like how much sleep you're getting, are you looking for more energy, do you need something to help support your weight management, healthy hair, whatever you do, and it gets personalized vitamins to your door right away. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking. Duh. Care of Vitamins makes it easy to find out. Care of makes sure that what you're putting in your body comes from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency, all available to you on their website. Care of, Care of also offers protein packs for people like Idris and Dee, but like I said, I've been taking the vitamins and they've been working very well, and you can take the vitamins too. I'm telling you that they have an amazing offer for you guys. You get 25% off your first Care of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code CHALLENGE. That's right. Get 25% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter the code challenge. All right, back to our interview with a guy who clearly takes his share of vitamins and supplements. All right, Idris Virgo, here we go. Um, so I would love to know, I mean, you mentioned right there just something that we never really get a chance to see, but like a CT speaking up about, you know, whether people should be wearing life jackets or not. And I want to know how quickly did you get a sense for who the leaders were on your team, on the other team, and just in the structure of the show in general? Like who who feels more natural getting up there and standing up and kind of telling people how to, you know, what rules they should abide by and this and that or what what should or shouldn't go a certain way? Um, talk more about that. Okay, then basically, um, in a nutshell, I used to work on a railway. So technically, working on the railway, I used to be like a supervisor slash cost. So technically, I take control of the lads, give them their jobs and tell them what to do. So I had that kind of role. But what happened was in this challenge house, 
I seen there was loads of, what's that word? You, there's loads of chefs, but not enough Indians or something. Yeah, yep, yep. Too yes. many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, so basically, yeah, so basically there's too many cooks in the kitchen. So obviously, me from analyzing, obviously, the, from the last season, season before, the whole idea of the game is try not make yourself so noticed because when people start hitting you, that's when you're going to be a target. So what I said to everyone was, do you know what? CT's got the most experience out of all of us. Let's CT be, was a reason of the team. By doing that, everyone agreed and CT was technically the voice of reason. So hence why in the challenge of the um, crossbow, the whole idea was make sure we get the pieces back, put them on the board, get the word correctly first, then shoot it off. But then instead of people listening what CT was saying, everyone was watching the US team obviously shoot Jordan off and said, no, 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 let's fight him off, let him go, let him go, let him go. It was a big mess. It was just a big mess. But the chief and the lead of the group is meant to be CT, to be honest with you. It's the best thing to do, really. Did you uh, have an opinion on – because the U.S. – and we talked about this with Turbo over the weekend in, in San Francisco. He, ironically, was the person who you would assume would be the most slighted by not getting chosen over CT. But he even agreed that the U.S. made, if not a bad decision by not taking CT, at least like a disloyal one and one that he didn't respect. He thinks the U.S. team should have taken CT over him, even though obviously he loves being drafted first. What did you think, knowing – that you know you've seen a little bit of CT you've done your scouting but first and foremost you know this is a guy these people have years of history with the, this is a guy who's from their country and they're choosing to go with the guy who just won from Turkey what did you think about that it was it was it, it's a smart move because everyone knows you're always thinking about you think about the challenges but at the same time you think about the final you're, you're always going to think who can I run the final with you know what I mean and do you really want to run a final with CT? Can he, can he, can he still run a final? You know what I mean? Or do you want to run a final with Turbo? And if you got Turbo on your team, you got more of a possibility of winning the challenges. So the US team, I don't blame them what they obviously their decision. You know what I mean? If I was in their shoes, I would have picked Turbo to be honest with you because you would want Turbo. He wouldn't last the last season. So you want Turbo, not CT. So. So you would just put strategy, uh, <laughs> you would put strategy above loyalty, above country, all that stuff. You don't think that there was any sort of, Hey, this is going to set off the season on the wrong foot by kind of letting a guy know like CT, Hey, we're going strategy first. We're going turbo first because I mean, you guys don't know it at the time, but this is a season where you guys can switch teams. This is a season where you can throw in people from your own team. And I'd be a little bit scared to know that the people on my team might throw me in if they thought it was better for their game or might switch teams if they think they have a better shot on the UK team. Now you have got a good point that's sponsor you but you will learn you never play the game with emotions. It's a game at the end of the day. The whole idea is to get to the final and win the prize money so you got to think smart you got to think outside the box. You can't think with your heart. You know what I mean? You got to plan what you want to do and you're right, no one knew the twist. And obviously now you do know the twist, you're thinking, oh crap, was that the right decision? But at the same time, you gotta think smart. And I think the US team made a, made a smart decision. Cause I wouldn't do exactly the same thing. How, how close were you when you, you're given the option after you take out Sean to switch teams? And at that point, um, I think it's safe to say, you can tell me if you disagree, 
the American team looked on paper to be stronger as far as, you know, you know, did you think at all? I know obviously you're wrestling with the idea that if you go to the team US, you're obviously low man on the totem pole. You're probably, you know, maybe getting thrown in the first time you guys lose, but you might look at it on paper and think this gives me a better chance to, to win or go to the end being on the better team. It looked like you made the decision very quickly in real time though. How much of a decision process was it for you? Oh, I just wanted to just, um, obviously <laughs> scare my team a bit to be honest with you. I hold it back with it. I just stared at them with an angry face saying, yeah, I know what you guys done. Obviously what they've done in the background and I could switch if I want to switch, but I thought, you know what? I say hello to my country, regardless of what happens and the outcome. We'll come for it. You know what I mean? But Even- the thi- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Nah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like the Team UK didn't do him dirty, okay? It was basically Jordan and Laurel that put him in. Now, I'm I'm bearing feel. Like, you're forgetting, like, they talk among each other. They talk and have their conversations. I remember I'm new to the group. The only person I really knew was Phil. So I, I knew obviously they was having discussions of, ah, oh, okay, then if you go, don't go down this route, who can we put in, um, instead of obviously Bear? And obviously my name was a tar- obviously what they would have thrown in. So at the same time, instead of someone on my own team telling me you might get thrown in before I leave the compound, Phil's tapped me, not Phil, um, Jordan's tapped me on my shoulder and said, Idris, prepare yourself, you're going in. I was like, oh, okay, crap, sound. And then I prepared myself, and then I went in. So now, now does that create? So who's so who? Then who's your target after this? After this happens, are you who are you pissed at the most? Is it is it Jordan? Is it Jordan Laurel and and Bear and 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 Theo? Is it everybody? Or are you just like this is part of the game? I'm a rookie. I deserve to go in. Um, like how, like how are you feeling after that? I'm Who are you pissed off, at? I'm pissed off at Jordan, Laurel, Bear, and Phil. They're the people I'm pissed off at the most because Phil should have protected me more. Phil should have given heads up and obviously tell me what's going on. But at the same time, Laurel and um, Jordan, they could have told me way before that happened. He told me before I left the house, but he could have told me early on in the daytime before I started trading and X, Y, Z. They could have given me a better heads up. So I thought, you know what? As a rookie, I will get my payback and I'll try to find a way to repay that favor. And that's how it goes in the game. Because he thinks I'm a rookie, he's not going to get no back backlash. You know, you'll never know. You'll never know. Yep. Yep. And you know, and you know what's crazy about this game? Uh, is that the alliances and the people working together, it's almost like it, it you, you are on Team US or you, you're on Team UK. But the alliances and the people you have to work with are just mm-hmm. all over the place. It's like it's like this crazy crossroad um, in between. It's almost like you almost have to like infiltrate each other's teams to you know get information and stuff like that to sort of you know keep yourself safe or you know you know call the next shot. But it's interesting, um, Scott, that you know he he's already noticing that. You know, the game is, it, it wasn't just, you know, Jordan and Laurel that put him in. It was, it was a group that orchestrated to have him go in. You know? 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of the game. It is. As, 
we've seen seasons before that I've seen how it all works out. And it's, it's a person who obviously keeps the composure and plans and set traps. And it's doing what people forget. The challenge obviously is about being physical, being obviously, you know what you're doing, but it's all about mentally, mental strength. So if I could get into someone's head without them knowing or avoiding their head, I've won. So, mm, you never know. What was your first impression of Jordan? Cause I think that, you know, uh, long time viewers of the show know that he has a couple different speeds, but he definitely came in hot, guns ablaze into this one, immediately yeah. kind of putting, whether it's a target on his back, certainly a spotlight on him early on. I know you probably had seen some of him and maybe some of the research you had done, but, uh, how did he compare to the Wes's and the bananas, the other guys we were talking about, the CTs, the bigger egos in this game? Cause to me, two weeks in, he looked Looks like the guy who's playing the, the like the flashiest yeah. game right now. Yeah, but he's, he's, he plays it smart because like, you, you got to think of our team. With our team, you've got what is it four rookies and everyone else has played a game. So basically, now he's played it smart because he's made obviously the people on our team fear him in a sense. Is either you be feared or you or you either be loved. Now, if our half our team feel feared, and then if they do lose, um, obviously a challenge in that. They might be, our team might be afraid to throw him in. You, you understand what I mean? So thinking, okay, then we don't want to throw Jordan because we know he's shit hot. We know, we know he's very, you know what I mean? We're scared of him. Let's, let's pick someone else. So he's played a smart game by getting everyone else's head by being a loud spoken person, saying what's on his mind. And in our team, I could tell people in our team was a bit afraid of him, but it was a smart move he played. I knew what he was doing. So very fair play to him. Smart guy. Jordan is a smart guy. I'll give it to him. He's a very smart guy. Well, here's all the pros and cons to all these, everything that you just said. I mean, yes, I, you know, it's probably a smart move to try to get quite possibly the most in shape guy out of the game if you can. Um, yeah. But, but at the same time, um, you know, that spotlight, you know, it's interesting that, you know, some people view it as fear. Some people could also take it as, you know, being a, a loud mouth, hot head asshole as well. Um, so I wonder what the rest of the groups think of this. Um, clearly, clearly one thing that I'm seeing or that we're seeing right off the bat is a little bit of uh, Jordan versus West. Do you think that Jordan it, it was is sort of picking on on West? Is that are you seeing the same thing from inside the game as, as we're seeing on on TV? Is that he doesn't really like this guy? He doesn't really like Wes. No, it's, I, it's, I didn't really see that to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, you're right because I, granted, I wasn't really around when obviously that did happen, so hence why I didn't really see it. But when they did see it on TV, I was like, hmm, oh, I didn't see that bit. But it was very interesting to be honest with you. Now I'm just saying there's, there's loads of people, but obviously they got all got loads of experience, so it's the one who wants to use their best strategy to obviously win the team over or be obviously outspoken. And that's what Jordan's plans to do. Yeah, you got to know Wes uh, very early on on a physical level. You guys collided uh, literally in that first challenge there. You knocked him on his butt. Uh, it got yeah. turned into a gif or a jif, whatever you call it. Wes actually mentioned it on our show, so clearly there were no hard feelings there. Uh, probably a hard uh, bump that he took, though. Um, what was that like for you? Um, as far as, you know, coming head to head with someone, uh, one of the, the tougher players in the game and coming out on top, even if briefly in that first challenge. 
Yeah, because obviously, uh, man, <laughs> he's, he's, Rez is very, very cocky and how he speaks, he thinks he's above everyone else. So um, while running through there, I seen Rez and I thought, I am going to put my, all my body onto you and just crumb you with my shoulder. And that happened and I thought, you know what? It felt so good. <laughs> well, fair play, like a man. <laughs> he went down like a potato. <laughs> nice. I like it. I love it. There's nothing like there. And you know, like I grew up playing football, uh, for, yeah. for, for many years, American football. And, uh, there's no better feeling than laying somebody out like that. We call that decleating somebody. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe you've played, maybe the, you know, the, the rugby terms are the same and I'm not sure, but there, there, I remember teaching my brothers that this is how you lay somebody out. And, yeah. at, and at that point, um, I was able to teach them to learn to viciously hit people, to, 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 to learn to tackle people that it doesn't always like when, when two people hit, it's not always a collision. Sometimes it's just. You laying somebody out and, and, and we saw that and, um, I'm, su- again, I'm surprised that they didn't like, they didn't show it in the episode. They only showed it in like previews, you know, but I'm, I'm also hearing that, I'm also hearing that there were a, a lot of collisions, a lot of people getting laid out and, and, and that wasn't, you know, that wasn't shown. It, 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 am I correct with, uh, hearing a lot of people got hit? Yeah, a lot of people got hit. Um, I got Wes, Josh. Zach got, um, come here, who did he get? I think he got Sean. He got a few people. But the rules were, while you wanted to get your flag, you could do whatever you want to do to stop someone. But when you've got that flag in your hand, that's when you're meant to give them a clear packet, um, clear clearance. So when I seen Laurel stop Big T, I was thinking that wasn't allowed. That wasn't a part of the rules. But then again, our team with less experience, we didn't know we could do things outside the rules. Of the rules, if you understand what I mean. So I was a bit like, could have won that challenge there. So, so, so at some point where referees like, hey, you can't do that, you can't do that before it was too late and she was already the MVP. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't hear what they said, obviously on their side, but when Phil grabbed one of the flags, I think because he was running through with a flag, um, pointing towards someone, they told him to go back to the, um, Back to like where the flag was and keep it up. And then I was thinking, what's the point of that? It was like, it was pointless there. And then we still could have won, but here's why it is, isn't it? We could have won that first challenge. Was, is, but is the reason why Laurel, um, was it really that close to the point where Laurel's big play changed the game? Oh yes, like literally, I could feel my heart. Obviously, my heart was beating. I could see Big T literally running towards us, and that split second, that literally split second, TJ blows the horn, and I was like, "Oh bloody hell, what's going on? Like, are we lost?" But we didn't know what Laurel did because Big T came back and she said, "Laurel, stop me!" Not Laurel, yeah, Laurel, stop me! And then none of us believed Big T. To be honest with you, it was like Big T, you should have, you should have put more effort in X, Y, Z. And then, obviously, when we did find out Big um, Laura did what she did, we was all pissed off and was like, nah, they cheated, they cheated. They didn't say we could do that. But, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. Wow. Wow, you Mm -hmm. heard it here first. Challenge Mania, Scott. 
I'd like yeah. to I'd like to go back to uh, what you uh, artfully helped him dodge earlier, D, which is his impressions of Johnny Bananas. But I want to get some overall impressions of uh, some of the challenge heavy hitters. I, Let's. I want to know about the big names too, Scott. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted to finish off the pole wrestle. It was like it okay. was like. You're that guy, Scott. You're that guy that doesn't want to talk about the competition but wants to hear about the drama. I'm that guy yeah. that's like, let's talk about the competition. Let's finish this thing. Your hand was – I saw your hand come off the fucking pole. I'd be pissing myself okay. if my hand came off the pole. That's what I want okay. to know. You want to know about Johnny Bananas. Well, you think his hand I'm got – I'm going for the bananas, Scott. You think his hand, hand came off the pole. He thinks that his hand came off the pole. Which sounds like something to me and, you wouldn't and love. Now, and and so. now you're going to edit that out, what you just said. No, he said it. They, dude, yeah, he's, people, you can keep that in, but you don't have to do what you just did. All right, <laughs> go back to your bananas question, banana so, lover. Johnny two, Bananas. Five. We don't what, what do you think of Johnny bananas. We don't care about bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yo. I don't want to call him bananas. He didn't deserve bananas, eh? Um. What can I say about Vinacio? Smart guy. Um, he knows how to play the game. Um, well, sorry to say, it's time for him to retire. Um, his strategy, man. Oof. Um, yeah. <clears throat> his strategy, I don't think works anymore. Um, he's good with the ladies. Give him that. He's got good chat. Um, other than that, he's a rotten banana. Um, yeah, he, he should, he should just hang it up. I think he should just hang it up. You hear no that, D? He thinks he should hang him up. Well, well, here's, here's what's the, the surprising strategy for me. Um, yeah. you, usually Johnny is, is doing basically what Jordan is doing on a different, on a different scale. Okay. If it, it, look, Jordan's the loudest guy in the room. Jordan, it, it, Jordan's yeah. going to be the guy that will probably debate anything. He's going to be the guy that's going to get quite possibly upset the quickest and have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a tantrum. And sometimes he'll walk away and say, all right, I'm not fucking doing this. But sometimes you're going to hear him. So a lot of, so what we're seeing is, you know, you know, an, an escalated of, version of Johnny right now what it seems like is Johnny's just not putting the target on his back you know it seems like he's playing a little bit low-key and letting jo letting Jordan do the talking letting Jordan take the spotlight you know um and, I, and to be honest I think Jordan's having fun with it like you know you sometimes you, you like you know you like seeing athletes that are just like because he is an athlete that are just like loud outspoken um the, the leader of the pack and that's fine. That's fine until you fuck up, you know, because once the mouthpiece fucks up, all the fingers are going to get pointed at the mouthpiece, you know. Um, so it, but that's how Jordan plays, man. Jordan plays with fire and he likes playing that game. And it's and it's kind of fun to watch. But it's usually Johnny playing that game. Just, yeah, but this but this time, Johnny, Johnny, I think Johnny knows he has got the numbers. He has got the support from other seasons. He knows, like, he can't, he can't use that. He can't, he's got to pipe down. If you haven't realized with Bear for these first two episodes, Bear's piped down from last season because Bear realized he's an annoying prick. No one really likes him. So 
he can't do what he does every season because it's not going to work. And Bernardo's realised like this season is a different ball game. He's, he's got to come with a different strategy. But then there's certain people in there who knows his strategy. So he's like he's he's in a corner. He's in a room thinking, screaming help. He doesn't know what to do. To be honest. Um, I'd love to get your opinion on two of the more successful female challenge cast members that seem to be at least early on letting some of those guys go out there and even Laurel as well kind of, you know, put themselves out there early. The first is Car Maria and the second is Ashley Mitchell, both of which have won challenges over the last couple of years. But like I, uh-huh. I to me as a viewer, it feels like they're taking a little bit of a back seat here. Uh, did they stand out to you early on and did you have an opinion? of either of them going into this thing oh I'm a secret lover Ashley um, Wait, Ash- I thought your secret oh. lover was uh, Jemmy Jemmy oh I won't tell anybody I won't tell anybody I'll just secretly text her later on and tell her that I mentioned her on the show anyway sorry Scott Cara and Ashley oh, so Ashley you is your secret lover yeah, Ashley's my secret lover, man. Love that girl to bits. Can you give her a um, message for me then? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> what if you want me to? Hey. Nah, no, she, um, uh, she used to uh, love us, and then she got a little upset because she came on our show, and um, she was it was a great episode, and she had a lot of fun at the expense of uh, Car Maria. And then afterwards in our outro, I kind of said that, oh, you know, I felt a little bad that, you know, she went a little far with the car talk or whatever. Um, and all the people told her, you, oh my God, when you get off the episode, Scott started saying this and that, whatever. Long story short, she hasn't done our podcast since. So we're trying to win her back and maybe you're the key to her heart. Maybe you can help facilitate that for us. Yeah, I've got the golden key. I'll give it a go, and hopefully she'll open up and come back on the show. There you go. Has she told <laughs> you about her pig? Pig? Yeah, she has a pig, a pet pig. And I, I don't know if she has it anymore because she has been doing a lot of traveling, it seems like. So I'm not sure if uh, Hamlet, uh, how Hamlet's doing. But uh, the first time she came on the podcast, her her pet pig actually like spoke to us on the episode. Like We could hear it talking. And it what was the most say? awesome. I mean, he was like, dude, my mom was going to fuck some shit up the next time she goes on a challenge. And then <laughs> ironically, she went on the next season and won the whole thing. So, um, you know, go figure. Yeah, actually, actually, go figure is what you meant to say. Um, what, uh, so your relationship with Ashley Mitchell, obviously it plays out later on, but as far as first impressions, did you feel, I don't know if you had looked up or, or seen any footage of, of both of those women having tremendous success on the show, uh, recently. Um, did they stand out to you early on? I mean, Cara's got the red hair at least, but as far, as far as a competition standpoint, did they stick out on a team, uh, filled with a lot of winners? over there um yeah or no yeah or no yeah or no because as you said that team's very stacked so um yeah or no yeah or no yeah or no maybe not a a bad idea for them to sort of you know fade into the background a little bit for once because 
you know, you know, Laurel obviously taking that, grabbing the bull by the horns. You know, you've got the Jordans and the Wes's and the Johnnies out there. And you got a bunch of winners on that team that are able to maybe not get in the crosshairs early by taking a back seat. So maybe that's a strategy move for them. Uh, the last person I want to get your opinion on is Paulie Calafiori, who of course is tied to Cara in a lot of ways. But again, so far oh, as cool. he's competed mm-hmm. well, but he hasn't at least, I mean, I know we've seen in the previews, he does seem to get in some sort of an altercation. He seems to be playing a less audacious game uh, than he has played in recent years. So uh, what was it like playing with him? What was your uh, first impression of another very polarizing cast member? Paulie is like a genius. It's like, it's like myself looking in the mirror because it's like we both understand the game and we both think before we make a move. And if we do make a wrong move, we find a way to fix the move. So Paulie, Paulie is a very smart guy. He knows how to play the game and like no one gives him the props what he needs. And mm, he's someone you need to watch for this season. Paulie is a very, very good guy. I give it to Paulie. Wow, there you go. Um, we heard a similar review from Turbo this past weekend. He said, Paul, he's got the heart of a lion. Yeah, 100%. 100%. True athlete. Like, yeah, Paul is sound. I was saying in the UK, he's a sound chap. Sound geezer. He's a sound geezer. <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. I love the way he said that. Uh, sound, yeah. and he gave it a little, he put some emphasis behind the geezer. Yeah, it's like Piggy Blinders. He's a sound geezer. Wow. Sound. Yeah. yeah. Did that, did that, <laughs> anyone listen to this? Just, just respond to me with yes or no. Did, did anyone else just get fired up from hearing him say that? I may be the only one. Scott, did you get fired up from, from hearing him say that? I'm, I'm extremely fired up right now. I'm, so, and here's the thing, like, um, what he was saying about, you know, the Cara Maria Ashley question, and he was like, yes and no, yes and no. Um, it's, it's really a hard, it, like, good players fade in amongst, like, a really good team, right? Like, these, these guys, these champs are just gonna be solid through and through. So, I, I guess I'm not surprised with his response. You know, to Ashley and Cara, you know, like, yes, they're, 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 you know, they seem like they're good athletes, good competitors, but no, they're not like standouts because the whole team's freaking stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's, let's knock out some, uh, listener questions here. D, what do you think? Yeah, we'll go for it. Whatever. All right. Uh, Chrissy says, I know you mentioned the Ashley thing in jest, but Chrissy wants to know your relationship status, Mr. Virgo. I am single. I'm ready to mingle. So just give me a dime and we could go for a mingle. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. And, I'm about, and I'm about to try to hook him up with Jemmy, with our girl Jemmy. When go you come to the it, States. Man. Yeah. I need to go to the States ASAP. I need yeah. to go there. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. online are shipping you and, and Jemmy. I don't know if you know that term shipping. It's when people uh, try to will uh, a guy they like and a gal they like, or two guys they like, two gals they like, whatever it may be, uh, try to make it happen, will it with good energy. And I think people uh, saw Jemmy out there hollering at you and are uh, hoping maybe we can make that a thing. So, you know. Yeah, to- if we're on the same season together, if we do go back, then that would be sick because we will hit it off. You never know. 
gets me to my next question from Challenge Fan 101. Would you do more seasons? Uh, was this something that you got bit by the bug and you are like, I, I think, I think I know the answer is because you mentioned sort of already starting to work on some of those holes in your game, but is this something that you hope to turn into at least part of your career here? I know you have the boxing as well, but something you're looking forward to do again? Hell yeah, listen, I've got that challenge book. Oh, hey, I've got the challenge book. I have, like, literally, I'm all challenge, yeah. I love challenge, I do. Like, yeah, that, to that answer is hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a clue from TJ wants to know, being a boxer who regularly trains and competes at a high level, what was the most challenging physical aspect of the challenge game that you did not expect? Um... I probably said the swimming. I didn't expect the swimming to be like because I don't really swim that way. So oh, that was a, quite a challenge for me, the swimming. Um, yeah. And then Bananas Defender, don't judge him by his his name. It's, he's a sweet kid. Uh, says, how did you? How did your boxing career start? And how was uh, the transition from boxing to the challenge? Uh, the boxing career started from just going to the gym for fitness, and then. Had um, a couple of sparring in the gym, bloody nose, love getting punched in the face, love punching people in the face, and I thought, wow, I should have turned into a boxer. So I've done that. <laughs> wow, I love then, punching people in the face. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's really fun to try it once in a while. But, um, <laughs> um, from going to the challenge, it was different, but I loved it because each challenge Obviously, you got that nervous rush and you're thinking you want to compete. So for, as being a boxer, I didn't really get that kind of um, anxiety, what people say. I was ready to compete and I was ready to put 110% in. But the only thing different what I realized was the training what I was doing in the house. I had to up, change it to what we was doing on each challenge because boxing training is just a bit different than competing on the challenge. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. What, um, you know, what's this, the timeline like when it comes to like you, for instance, like I'll give you an example. So you just had a fight this past weekend. Uh, yeah. how long ago did that get put on the calendar? How long was your camp? Uh, I ask because, um, you've only done one of these things, but as I'm sure you know, or will find out, uh, the challenge, they can give you a ballpark about when you might go out there again, but you might not find out if you're definitely being asked to come back until right before, uh, you, they might push it by a couple weeks. There's a lot of, you know, bumps in the road from a scheduling point of view sometimes on their end. It's not the most predictable life to lead. Whereas in the fight game, you kind of have to have a predictable schedule because once that fight's on the books, you need to be out there training. Um, talk about that. So how long is your average camp? How far in advance do you plan for a fight? And do you think that you can bob and weave between the two things, given how different they are uh, in their predictability? Yes. Yeah, so um, with the camp, it all depends on type of fight. If you do six, eight rounders. So normally for a camp, you're looking about seven, eight weeks, intense training, diet, and so on. So for this season... I got told while preparing for my fight. Um, so I was in camp. So as soon as I finished my fight, 
I think it was, I think it was like two weeks later, I obviously flew out and then done a challenge. So it's not, it's, it's like, it's not really enough gap because for example, you never know, I could have a, a class to be fight, fight again next couple of weeks or next month for X, Y, Z. And then if they do want to fly out for the challenge, like, what I either pick the challenge or what I pick my fight because I can't be doing both if you get what I mean. So it's quite tricky. It's like, it's, it's, it's a catch 22. If you understand, so it's like, mm, it's a good thing is because you train for your fight and then if the challenge does appear up at that time, you're only fit to go onto the show. So that's a good thing about it. But if you are scheduled to fight, you can't really back out from your fight unless you're injured. So you have to go follow through and fight. So then you will miss going on the show or going on the season. Um, can I, can I just do a follow up on, on a couple of those and and look back into the channel? So, um, you know, so obviously you're in great shape. Um, is there anyone on the show that was in better shape than you? And, um, if, if so, who was it? And if not, who was the closest, who was the closest to you? Turbo. Only Turbo. I would say Turbo, then I'll say Josh, Josh, Josh. Josh, 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 Josh. Yeah. No, I, I don't want anyone at home to think you're saying Josh, just in case. No, yeah, I can't really say his name. I had a problem. So you Josh. Nice. Not that Josh, Josh. Let me, before you guys get on me, not that jo- I don't want Josh calling me and saying, why'd you say I'm out of shape? Uh, no, he, uh, he's, he's in shape, but we're, we're talking about you and Turbo and Josh on a little bit of a different level. Mr. Martinez in, in very good shape as well in his own right, but just wanted to confirm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Turbo's a beast as well. Turbo was in shape. Like me and Turbo trained together. Like this guy will literally die for what he's doing and what he believes in. There was a shot of you guys like shadow boxing. I think it was you. Yeah. And he's like, you know, doing the mitts or, or vice versa or whatever. And that was just like something out of like a Rocky movie that that you could just insert that into like a badass action movie montage. That stuff you never really, I mean, cause we've had boxers on the show before. We were actually with Darrell last weekend. I don't know if you know, uh, Darrell Taylor, uh, four time champion, four or five time, four time champion of the show, uh, boxer in his own right. And we brought up the comparison to you and he actually throwed you props and said you definitely, definitely be able to take care of him in the ring. But, um, we never, I, have you ever seen shadow boxing like that on the show, uh, that we saw between Idris and Turbo D? That was pretty impressive. <clears throat> no, but, uh, one time, uh, I brought, um, two sets of boxing gloves, um, to the show thinking like when people want to argue, um, fuck it. <laughs> why argue? Just throw the gloves on and then we'll just, everyone could just settle it like that. Um, well, oh, I've seen that. I seen that season. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm, a, I, I'm not going to go out there and say that I, I can box, uh, you know, I, but I, I mean, I can street fight. You know, <laughs> and that's that's what I, that's the mentality I came in. You know that that particular season, I was like, I was like, look, uh, I, I was like, part of me was like, uh, I'll do it if I get into like an argument. But really, I kind of wanted to like set other people up to like fight each other because I just thought um, that might be interesting. You know what I mean? Like, why 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 are you guys gonna talk about it? Just fucking be about it. You know. Um, but yeah, I've never, you know, the training that you guys do, you know, Darrell and Idris and, you know, even Turbo, I've seen Turbo in a ring like that's, that's high level shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, sorry, Scott. I'm, 
I'm not a pro, I'm not a professional uh, fighter. I'm a professional asshole, and I just bring the gloves to see what happens. How about that? How about that for art? How about that? One shot. D, you got anything else? I mean, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to wrap it up. But if you have but any you more, bring the boxing gloves back to the challenge. You're ready yes. to have oh. me bring the boxing gloves back to the challenge and not have anyone fight Idris because no one will. Well, or these guys—that's like, the problem. I mean, these guys uh, used to bring boxing gloves to the challenge house so they could, you know, jerk around in the backyard. But now you got a professional there, D. That's not, you know. So, so what you do is you try to set up the professional with the guy that thinks he can fight the professional, and then see what happens. Yeah. That's that's the game, Scott. Here's the question I'd like to end on, Idris. If you could knock somebody around, somebody that you've met on this particular show, in the ring, legally, with some gloves on, whether they have the skills to comply or not, who would you pick? Bananas. Bananas. (laughs) Yeah, bananas. I'll give him a thump and I'll put him in his place. I want to hear that. So you'll you'll give bananas and or Jemmy a thumping. Uh, of a different kind. <laughs> yeah, t- t- Jeremy gets a different thump, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but bananas, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You hear that, to Venanzio? Um, uh, that's all I got. You got anything else uh, for Idris? First of all, congrats on the fight uh, this past weekend. I saw your uh, your victory picture with your team there. Uh, very cool. Uh, we love having Just, people to root for in the uh, ring. Uh, right now, we, we root for uh, uh, Michelle Waterson, who uh, was is a UFC fighter who who competed on Champs versus Stars. That's the closest we've had. Now we have you, so uh, you're out there representing the challenge as well. Um, follow the man on social media at Idris Virgo uh, and DL. I'll, I'll give you the last word. Oh, look, no, really appreciate you coming on. I I want a, a little update on that fight and when you'll be fighting again. And uh, I think you want to shout out your team or something like that. Uh, you, I want to give Idris the last word, man. He's in the challenge. There you go. This is him. He's in the game. We, this, this is possibly, you know, the 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 toughest athlete that we have in the game right now. We're talking to him. So, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, give you the last word, buddy. Oh, give me the last word. Yeah. Okay, then. Cheers for this opening, Scott and Derek, for this nice little conversation on your podcast. Obviously, I've been listening and I'm still waiting for my um, subscription of your obviously in-house debate, what well, you've got set up. So oh. please, think that. So, man, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it, lads. I've been listening and I'm waiting for it. Um, other than that, Cheers for showing me sharing my um, information for my fight. Um, we need to do this again because there's more episodes and there's more things going on I want to talk about to be honest with you. But obviously, you have to hold back because spoiler alert. But um, yeah, I'm on the challenge. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here to take over, and I'm here to take bananas and Wes's throne. And I'm look to be the challenge king, as I will say. And, um, yeah, cheers, lads. And I really appreciate it. Love it, brother. Thank you so much, dude. And we will definitely do this again uh, later in the season, uh, hopefully long into the season, uh, whenever your time wraps up on the show. Uh, appreciate yeah. you and uh, talk soon, man. Yo, yeah, sweet. Thank you so much, Idris. It's uh, really nice to meet you uh, properly. Well, maybe one day we'll meet in person. But in the yeah, meantime, all the best to you, my friend. Stay in touch. And uh, we'll definitely be following up. 
Maybe in a couple weeks, yeah. however yeah, we'll, long you uh, stay. We'll put this up uh, tomorrow, so uh, you'll see us tagging you and stuff like that. Oh, happy days. And if we do meet Derek, I'll bring the pole with me. Sounds good. Sounds good. Love it. And if you meet uh, Jemmy, too, remember, bring the pole as well. Just kidding. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. All right, there he is. That guy's a cool dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. I, I loved, you know, all the behind the scenes that we got from him. I like it. It's, you know, we got a competitor's uh, viewpoint uh, right in there. And then how about him just shouting out our war room, our, our patreon.com backslash challenge mania war room there at the end. Scott, what are you going to do about that? Well, because I need a subscription yeah. to hear the to hear so, the real deal. Here's the unfortunate thing: I've contacted Patreon about this a ton of times. Uh, I actually went to a focus group for Patreon, and one of the things I su- highly suggested they offered was the ability for creators—that's what they call uh, the you know people like us, podcasters, whatever—on Patreon, the ability to gift subscriptions to people. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to you know give my mom a subscription. I'd love to give cast members subscriptions. You know, Rogan emails me every every week. He's like, "Hey, bro, uh, can you send me that wool room?" Marie, last year, not so much anymore. Marie was always asking me to send her War Room episodes. I know that sometimes we'll allude to something being mentioned in the War Room, and a Wes or somebody will ask me to send it to him. So, you know, I wish there was just a way I could gift uh, Patreon subscriptions to people um, because I want the cast members to be plugged in and the ones who are interested, obviously, um, Idris included, without having them need to pay $15 a month. You know, I feel like they obviously give back by participating on the show. I don't necessarily, you know, need them to feel like they have to subscribe. However, unfortunately, there's no way for me to do that. So currently, what I do and what I will do is if they ask, you know, I will send a file or two uh, to uh, Idris or Rogan or whoever. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send him that. But Yes, Patreon, if you're listening, which you're not, get on that because uh, it would be very cool. Um, I just texted Jemmy, by the way. I said, you're going to want to tune in tomorrow. She said, tell me more. Um, but, uh, yeah, really cool guy. I love how we continue to have these UK cast members on the challenge and, by extension, our show. And it's honestly, it's like a vocabulary lesson. Uh, every time we have someone on the show, they just drop some awesome reference or awesome lingo there, and we get to hear uh, – I think this one it was the thumping, and this one was the uh, – what was the other word he taught us? Uh, bollocks and uh, – he said X, Y, Z a few times. Um, Gotta love the Z. I love the oh, Z. Oh, and he said I mean, the warrior, and he, he said the war, the the weekend, the the uh, keyboard warrior. But the, that's not a. Uh, but I couldn't. No, I just couldn't understand that what he was saying, and so I can't believe you caught that. I think there was like probably a good, I don't know, maybe like two sentences. I was just like, fuck, I have no idea what he just said, and you caught that. Um. Um, we want to thank, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, some recent patrons that we've gotten. I'm just going <laughs> to shout them out real quick. Taryn Jones, uh, Kristen Prefontaine, Ann Clampett, Nicole Lauren, Danielle Redrulo, Tori Obregon is back, Sandy Carrier, um, Amaris Welch, Cody Mitchell, Kaylin McLennan, 
Alicia Rice, Dylan Dwyer, or yeah, Dylan Dwyer, Morgan DeHero Brown, Dawn Huey is back. CeeLo, CeeLo also just winning a contest. We did a giveaway, gave her a nice loaded swag pack. So double congrats to CeeLo. New patron already winning giveaways. Maris G, um, Esteban Carlos, Dan Hemsworth, Shayla Abrams, Mackenzie Corey, KP Fiara. I wonder if that's KP, our man who we met this past weekend, came from Sacramento, gave us each a local Sacramento, uh, Sacramento soccer jersey. If that is you, KP, thank you. If that's not, thank you to this KP for becoming a patron, and thank you to that KP for giving us those jerseys and for coming out. Mikey Grimm, things are no longer grim, brother. You're a patron. Alexis Morgan. Uh, I'll probably butcher that one. Elise, Ilana, Victoria, Panaccia, Bridget, Joanna Gilkin, Heather Morris, Caroline Marceau, and Sarah and Elijah. Thank you guys so much for becoming Challenge Mania patrons. We really appreciate you guys. And I say this at every show. We appreciate the patrons. Obviously, you help keep this business afloat. You make this our full-time job. Me especially, you allow me to do... I mean, it's funny. It's like the, the live shows, the merchandise, all this stuff that is, in an extent, that is an extension of this podcast would not be able to be doing all of that if it wasn't for you guys. So not even just the podcast, but even stuff like that you are directly responsible for. And I also want to let the people listening to this know, even if you're not a patron, I tell the people who come to our shows, who buy the merchandise, who even pick up their phone and listen to our podcast, you may not be paying to be a patron, but you're paying attention and that is doing your due diligence as well. So thank you guys so much. If you want to take it a step further, just subscribe, rate and review on iTunes podcast app, uh, Apple podcast app, Spotify uh, on Spreaker, on Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, write a review, five stars if you don't mind, whatever you want to do. Join our Facebook uh, page, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. We make it worth your while. Trust me, we do a ton of giveaways over there. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. Derek is at DerekMTV on all platforms. Again, we're doing giveaways over there. Again, we're giving out news over there. It's a win-win, but that's other ways you can help support the show, even if you can't uh, become a patron at this time. We do not fault you at all. Um, so Idris, man, really interesting guy uh, at Idris Virgo on, on Twitter. If you want to let him know you heard him on the show. Um, I really like his energy. Um, I have a feeling he's going to do well on this show uh, just based on how positive he is, uh, whether he you know, ends up getting taken out at some point because people are going after him because they think, oh, guy, this is a guy that can compete or not. It seems like he's going into it with the right attitude. What stuck out to me that told me he's right for this game is when he said he did his research, but he did not tell everyone that he did. He went in pretending he knew nothing, whereas he knew who Johnny was. He knew who Jordan was. He knew who Ashley was, but he didn't go in there saying, hey, I'm a huge fan of the show like Paulie did. He comes in there and he wants people to think he knows nothing. He's like Jon Snow going in there. And I thought that was brilliant. He knows the challenge. He knows that that's the way to play it. Do your research. Know who you're going against. Don't let them know that you've done said research. Love that. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help him in the first episode. <laughs> and when he did say that, you know, it, was, it reminded me of like, I was playing this big brother game with all the secrets. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't blame him for the move. I mean, you know, I, you, you never know, man. Look, you walk into this house and, and you feel it out. You know, um, he, he's confident enough that his physical abilities will get him, uh, a, a, a long way, you know? Um, <clears throat> and, and being a rookie, it's like, you just, 
you think you know, but it, you just you don't. You, so you you just feeling out the house. You're feeling out the people. You're feeling out the game, and um, you know it's like it, it's never good to go in first. It's never good to already have a target on your back because now guess what? He's got a target on his back by multiple people because guess what? Those people know that he's coming for them, and that's not a good guy to that 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 you want to piss off. You know, so, you know, it's, it, and it happens time and time again. And, and, and that's why the, um, the relic is so important nowadays. And, if, you know, so, you know, we'll see how his game goes. I'm, I'm glad he wants to come back to the, to, to the podcast. I'm excited to hear, you know, whenever, you know, his adventure is done. I, I'm excited to hear about some more. Yeah, I'm really like it. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, there's clearly some people who have fallen through the cracks who we haven't been able to get a hold of. I mean, I've yet to speak to Kyle, even though he's been on the. I mean, we've 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 kind of circled him a bit, but you know, we we've yet to have Kyle on the podcast. We've yet to have a bear on the podcast. But everyone we've spoken to so far. I mean, I just I love this. Uh, the the people who really seem to be embracing um the the show and the coming on the sh- the podcast and and everything like that. So Idris, the the next in a long line of these newer cast members who look. I'm with you guys. I want to see Derek. I want to see Darrell. I want to see, you know, Kendall. I want to see, you know, whoever. But I'm just, I really like the vibe that a lot of these newer cast members are bringing to the game, especially having just spent the weekend with Turbo and D. Uh, just really digging it from a lot of these folks. And, and I haven't gotten a chance to speak to uh, or hang out with all of them, but I mean, it seems like um, really, really liking it. So um, Idris, uh, really cool guy. Happy he was able to join us at Idris Virgo on Twitter if you want to let him know as well. One more time, I want to remind you about DraftKings. If you wait until the end of this podcast, all the spots might be gone. You know the story. Free VIP meet and greet passes to any show you want. That includes those that are sold out. You also get fifteen hundred dollars from DraftKings to put towards hotel, travel, whatever you want. If you wait till us, uh, if you wait for us to come to your city, you can pocket it. You can spend it all at five hundred levelcom if you want. You can spend it all at zombiesailor.com. He's gonna about to put up a bunch of vintage, vintage AWA stuff. But if you want to get that Zombie Sailor exclusive Challenge Maniac pin, go there as well. There's only fifty seats available at this table, guys. That's right, fifty spots in this Challenge Mania. Fantasy football extravaganza, dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania. Draft a full lineup. The entry fee is $5. However, if you win, $1,700 in prize value, and there's only 50 people playing. That's right, you gotta beat 49 people. Some of these contests we've done have 300, 500 people. This is limited to 50 spots. Make sure you act quickly. The contest locks at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, September 15th. Gotta get your lineup in by then, but again, don't wait until then, guys. It will be sold out. DKNG.co slash challenge mania. That's DKNG.co slash challenge mania. What are you waiting for? Get drafting now. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. Woo! That's a good one. I really like it. DraftKings, we're going to be working with them quite a bit this season. And what's cool is that they like to switch it up. Last week, free contest, a lot of people in it, one winner. This one, uh, 50 people in it, same grand prize for first. So really cool stuff. Can't wait to see who takes it down this week. Um, really exciting stuff. And, of course, the person who wins might use their free tickets on Philly. That's Sunday, October 13th. Kayla Casillas, Tony Raines, Anissa Ferrara might use it at the Roast of Mark Long. And that's Saturday, November 23rd, Survivor Series weekend in Chicago at the Chicago Improv. Might use it to hang out with us and Nani Gonzalez at the Holiday Extravaganza of the Year, the last Challenge Mania of 2019 Miami Improv on Saturday, November the 21st. And if you want to wait till next April, we're coming to the Tampa Improv on Saturday, April 4th. 
tickets not on sale yet, but you know when they when they are, they will be available at ChallengeMania.Live. If you win this contest, don't even bother buying tickets because you're going for free. All right, that's a good one to hold out for. If you don't mind my saying, if you say if you win the first play, uh, place prize, fifteen hundred dollars, that can get you to Tampa. That can get you the Challenge Mania tickets. It can also get you some extra cash if you want to check out WrestleMania or some of that other stuff down there that weekend. Just saying. All right, D. Anything else before we let the maniacs go? Nope, I'm good. Thanks to everyone that came to San Francisco. Excited to uh, meet everyone in Philly and uh, to the patrons. We uh, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, you guys crushed it. Really appreciate you guys. Everyone who was there this past weekend, you were there for a special day that I will never forget. Really appreciate all you guys. Peace. guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future big mac chicken mcnuggets no big mac and quarter pounder with cheese or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.